January 17th. Unless things slow down with this, this virus, I think there's going to be a further delay. All right, there's the president of the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario just moments ago here on Global News Radio calling a uh, return to the classroom in just a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, unlikely, unless uh, Omicron and, of course, uh, the caseload, hospitalizations uh, all slow down and start to take a, a dip. A lot of kids, a lot of parents, of course, struggling with this return to online and remote learning. And for some uh, ways uh, to help us all uh, when it comes to this uh, pivot back to remote learning, let's welcome in Sonia Nicolucci, who is a psycho and play therapist who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Sonia, good afternoon and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, uh, Jeff. How is everything there? We are hanging in uh, like a lot of parents and a lot of kids and a lot of students. And, and I want to start, if I could, with the parents, because, you know, there's such a range of emotions out there right now after this announcement by the Ontario government yesterday, Sonia. They're frustrated. They're angry. They're, they're worried. They're concerned. Uh, what is your best piece of advice for parents right now who are maybe going through this range of emotions? Wow. One, only one piece. That's a kind of tough one. Um, when I reach out to a lot of parents, I say, you know, just let's take a breath and let's take a look at what is asked of you, you know, how can you support your children through this? And just, just take a moment. And I've uh, actually asked parents to take, kind of take a look and say, we've done this before. We've had to be online. So what worked with your family and what didn't work with your family? And let's really focus on, hey, you know what, guys, this is what really worked for us. Mm, this is what didn't work. So let's put those things back in place. But then let's look at the things that didn't work for us and what can we change? So I, I try to, you know, speak about that mindset. And everybody talks about having a positive mindset through all these changes. And a way to have that positive mindset is to kind of look at the things that did work. Kind of look at what can you do? What are the expectations? Right? Yeah, and, and that, that positive mindset I was going to ask you, I mean, we all know that uh, kids, particularly smaller children, they're little sponges, right? Uh, and they uh, kind of feed off uh, parents. So if you have that positive mindset, they're likely to, you know, share in that positivity? Exactly. So, you know, and some parents say, well, Sonia, there's not really much positive here. And well, there, there is, you know, and like I mentioned before, what did you do before? And like, take a look at, you know, what do you have in front of you? What can you change around? Um, you know, have you had other harder things in our lives before? And we probably have. So to have that mindset of saying, you know, this does, this does suck. This is really, you know, not very comfortable. We'd rather have kids back at school and socializing and having a great time and, and learning, but we can't. So where, where can you seek all those little hidden little gems here and there? Um, so for an example, if kids are back online and then all of a sudden kids have a break, is it possible for parents to take a break with their kids? So they can spend that maybe 10 minutes together and ask about their day or how's that going for you? And then when they return to online, parents can go back and resume their work day. So it's kind of looking at the workday is no longer your steady nine to five. You'll have to break down the workday almost to match what your kids are doing. You mentioned this a moment ago, but how much value, Sonia, is there in reminding yourself that we've been through this before? We've been here before and we got through it. Huge, huge. Um, I think when it first, uh, when COVID first hit Toronto, we were all like, oh, we don't know how to do this. And some kids didn't have computers and parents we're kind of floundering about how do I get to work, do I not get to work? And there's a huge unknown about the safety. You know, we weren't sure the impact of COVID. And so now we've kind of gone through that first wave and we've learned. And I would like really people to kind of look at what they've learned about themselves. Like how resilient are our children? How resilient are you? And there's a whole bunch of support out there. 
um, either from parent educators or psychotherapists or even just your neighbor to talk through things. Remember that we're social beings. And so if you can reach out, maybe we can't do it in person, but online or on Zoom or on phone call to remember that we are resilient. We've been here before. So let's look at the positives. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, we have to acknowledge the difficulties too. You know, if you are feeling as stressed, uh, I think that's so key, so important, what you just mentioned there, to uh, reach out for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, reach out to uh, your parenting pod, your fellow uh, parents, uh, because, you know, we're all going through this together. Exactly. And and the other thing I want to hope uh, harp on with parents is that, you know, you have to kind of do your family in the sense of what works for your family. And you may like look at your neighbors, oh, the neighbors are doing this, or my sister-in-law is doing that, or my brother-in-law is doing that. But what works for your family? It's kind of like, I mean, this sounds really simple, but when you go out shopping for something, does that outfit or is that jacket or is that shoe fit you? Does it work for your family? And if it does, great. And if it doesn't, then try to find a new one. Sometimes parents are so stuck on, I have to look a certain way or it has to be a certain way. And it really doesn't. And I think this pandemic has really shown us how we can we ourselves can find out what works for us and what doesn't work and not get stressed out and trying to find the norm. Yeah. When it comes to kids, when it comes to the students, what things work for them the first time around? Uh, What did you experience? Uh, What have you uh, heard, uh, Sonia? Because uh, I know there was a lot of talk uh, the first go around with online learning that uh, structure routine, that was very important to make sure that you had kind of a, just like school itself, a defined start and uh, end to the day. Absolutely. If, if you can keep that structure for children, and again, I, I keep harping back on what worked for them. Does that student need to get up and walk around? Is that okay with the teacher for them to put the camera on and maybe walk around the desk? So we kind of figure out what works for them. And then that structure. And I had a couple of parents reach out to me and say, well, look, at, I've got a grade 12 student and who's now launching into university. Are they going to be prepared for that? Well, one way you can start helping them prepare is to get themselves into a schedule and parents not to keep them to a schedule, but the child learn, okay, this is my daily routine. I have to get up and I have to do this. And this is part of my routine to get them prepared for. So when I'm on campus next year, and I'm knocking on wood on that one, that when they are on campus, that they're taking responsibility of their own routine and their own structure. So we maybe can't help them out with writing exams or not writing exams but we can alleviate that stress for them about their daily routine by practicing it now. And, and you know, that that's really interesting. Sorry, Sonia, to interrupt, but really interesting what you said about grade 12 and kind of senior students yeah. moving into university post-secondary education uh, next year because there's so many lessons. I mean, parents can also look at this as an opportunity that, uh, once again, you get a little more time with your child and teach them some of those life lessons they necessarily wouldn't learn in school or that you might not ordinarily have had time to maybe impart on them that's really going to serve them well moving forward. Absolutely. So we know that a lot of students go into university and it's not usually the academics that really causes hardship for them, but it's self-management. So how do you manage your laundry and your grocery shopping and your food and all that kind of stuff? So parents can take this opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Let's, in quotation marks, pretend that you are in university. What is it going to take you to manage, you know, your yourself, your life? And you know what? It's I'm not going to do your laundry anymore. Or let's say, you know, you have to go do your own groceries. Parents can take these life lessons and use this time as the kids are at home to really implement and teach them these really great life lessons 
so that when they do return back to the classroom, when they do return back on campus, they have these life skills already in place. And that even goes to the elementary kids. You know, why not teach them how to pack their lunches? Why not take this opportunity? Because you're not rushing out the door to meet the bus. You're not rushing out the door to get to the classroom. We have a little bit of a longer morning. Why not teach the kids how to pack their own lunches? And just use these opportunities, like you were saying, use this time to teach the kids the life lessons. All right. Just uh, finally, uh, for parents, for students uh, listening uh, right now, your key messages uh, over the next couple of weeks, just deep breaths and uh, take it easy on yourself. Yeah. Find that positive mindset. Connect with your children. Get them some choices. Get them participating in the, in the family routine. Create that routine. And again, take this opportunity as a positive. And a lot of people are going, no way, son, you can't. Try to find the positive in it see what we can teach our children now to get them ready when they return to school. All right. Some valuable advice and information, Sonia. Really appreciate uh, you taking the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Very, very welcome. Take care. You too. Sonia Nicolucci is a psycho and play therapist. And we're back after this break. You're on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.